Hi everyone, Jack here. Uh, thank you for being patient with us while we took a little hiatus to get things caught up, uh, but we're back, and before we start this next episode of Nemesign, I just want to take a moment to thank some of our patrons for making all of this possible. Thank you to Sabrina Shea, Nicola James, M. Mosin, Alti, Morgan Patterson, Theo Hendry, Jace Pastris, Ollie Science, Jana Loney, Dylan Beauchamp, Aaron Subbo, Iris Newlin, Connor Fox, and Adrian Frisbee. Your support means so much to us. And now, on with the episode. Calvin, there you are. Oh, please. Dr. Calvin sounds so formal. Do feel free to call me Lucy. What can I do for you? Right. Well, I'm quite busy, so I'll get to the point. It's about your experiment. M1342? What about it? The resources you are requesting for it far exceed what is typically allocated for the projects here. I see. Well, we can always put in another order for more supplies, yes? That's not the point. The fact that you have taken whatever you wanted from inventory means that the rest of us now have to either divvy up the leftovers, or some experiments will be stuck in a standstill until the new orders arrive. Some experiments? Like yours? Precisely. And I'm not the kind of person who particularly... shares. I do apologize for that. I was completely unaware of what the constraints were for experimentation on this ship. We thought that would be the case. We? Do you mean you and the other scientists? Of course. Odd. Did they send you alone because we're both women and thought we would have some kind of feminine rapport? No one sent me. Regardless, I understand my mistake and swear to do better from now on. You have my word. I'm sure everyone will be delighted to hear that. When can we expect the inventory to be restocked? When the orders are sent out. Why do we have to wait for the new orders? I've seen that you have not even begun your experiment. Is there any reason you can't just reallocate? To get ahead of everyone else, of course. It's always important to reserve what you need so that situations like this don't happen too often. Honestly, I'm surprised the scientists on Nemesign don't reserve equipment and resources ahead of time more often. Just in case. It's because we only take what we need, when we need it. I'm not sure where you've come from. Jessia Corp's Weapons Development Headquarters, of course. But here, we have our own way of doing things. Nemesine is a well-oiled machine, and you are gumming it up by not being more considerate. A well-oiled machine? Oh, dear. Is that what you call it? 
Since coming to this ship, I've looked over every report that concerns the safety of guests. In the last year alone, there have been numerous subjects thrown in solitary for unruly outbursts, including some who have refused their participation in accordance with their contract. I'm aware. And then there are the guards, who are just as corrupt as the police below, trading things with the prisoners and looking the other way in exchange for some goods. The guards aren't our responsibility. Not to mention that the moment I arrived on one of Nemesine's ships, I learned that a scientist and their subjects had barricaded themselves in a lab, forcing the guards to break down the doors. Not quite the collaborative environment you've been describing. What Dr. Huxley decides to do with his subjects is his own business. Of course. I didn't mean to imply anything else. Though it's interesting that you and I presume your other colleagues would not only be aware of the situation but still agree in calling it a well-oiled machine. It's a prison, in case you have forgotten. Before it is a ship, before it is a lab, Nenazine is and will always be a prison. and. Prisons always have safety hazards. It is simply part of the job. Maybe for you. For me, I am a guest. And because I am not under the same kind of contract as the rest of the scientists, I thought it would be best for me to get as much of the experimentation done while I'm up here and hurry down home. You know, get out of your hair. The sooner I get what I'm looking for, the better. So I would appreciate your cooperation. I do not work for you. No, you don't. Otherwise, this would be a very different conversation. I know you've said you're very busy, Dr. Cavendish. Please don't let me keep you any longer. I... Oh, I apologize. One of the guards told me they saw Millie come through here. I'm afraid you just missed her. Was it important? If so, I can track down Millie for you. Get her to come back. No need. It wasn't that important. Say, you're... You're that Dr. Calvin, aren't you? Yes. And you're Highsmith, Hugo. The one and only. We've met before, haven't we? Too long, Lucy, dear. Ha! Did I say something funny? No, it's just... You're the first to call me Lucy without being told to. Everyone else is so clinical, so cold. It's always Dr. Calvin. Well, I've always been told I'm a bit of a rebel. Clearly. Do you often walk into people's offices completely unsupervised, Hugo? Hardly. It's difficult to go anywhere on this ship unsupervised. No matter where I go, I always feel the urge to wave to the camera. (laughs) Yes, but I always assumed that prisoners typically needed some kind of escort. Are you suggesting I need a chaperone? Because I'm so frail? You wound me, Lucy. I'm not that old. Oh, not at all. With this being a prison, it just seems odd that the guards have been so lax. Where else can we go? Clearly there is no hope of escape, even unsupervised. Weren't you in solitary not too long ago? I heard something about you fighting another prisoner. 
Yes. And she started it. She started spreading rumors that I enjoyed the putrid little ration bars. Can you imagine that? Me, eating anything that came out of a wrapper? Ah, uh, of course not. Well, just try not to get into another fight. You are a very long way from home, and if anything were to happen to you, I'm sure your family would be very upset. I'll do my best not to. Just like always. Red tape in human form. This is impossible. Hmm? Yeah. I know I said I can read Kane's penmanship, but even for me, this is kind of impossible. How are we supposed to work with this? Can you make heads or tails of what this is supposed to say? Either lasagna or ionic. Could go either way. <sighs> Great. I thought it was bad enough having to work with such badly maintained equipment. Hey, we work with what we have. Why, why am I even defending that? Pass me the bolt manifold. That's the intake manifold. Honestly, do you ever know what you're doing? Of course I do. Right. You're probably just here to try and sabotage the whole thing. Just so you wouldn't have to go under again. Guards! Hey! I'm the only one who knows the ins and outs of this experiment. Without me here, you'll be twice as lost. You want the bold manifold? Fine. Hmm. <laughs> Fine. You can stay. But if I see you acting even a little suspicious... Acting is a cousin to lying, and I am bad at both. I'm just... distracted, is all. Distracted is even worse than active sabotage. You can hurt yourself that way. Considering my position, it was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> what? Being distracted? No, getting hurt. <clears throat> Would talking about it help? I, I don't think so. Sorry. You apologize a lot, don't you? What? Only people who apologize a lot would apologize for things they don't need to. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I guess. I've been told that. That's a bad habit. You should work on breaking that. Okay. If I read anything correctly, then when we flip that switch, there should be a light current that goes through the blue wire. Flip it back, flip it back! Oh my god, that could have gone so much worse. How the hell did we mess this up? We followed Kane's notes exactly. And now we can't even read them, being so wet. 
Probably not exactly. What? Look, you've seen it yourself. His handwriting isn't that great. And considering he was planning on stabbing us in the back anyways, I can imagine that some of his notes are just traps in case someone else tried to steal his work. That is an incredibly convoluted plan and accusation. Yeah, and I knew the guy. If you met his AI, you'd agree with me. How are we supposed to be getting anywhere with this? Calvin wants me to make the process more targeted, but at this rate, the process can't happen at any speed. Our only map just got turned into a smear of ink. Well... Don't say it. I'm the one who's done this before. I've seen what Kane's done and know enough engineering to understand how the machinery works. I can help. And why would you help? Because if I don't do this, then I'll just get assigned to some other experiment. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't, right? <laughs> I guess. I'm sure you don't want to stay up on Nemesis longer than you have to. Earth is bound to be loads better than a space prison. Sure. So, partners? Colleagues. Barely. Same thing. What was it like? Pardon? Inside. Like, when you were in your own head. What was that whole thing like? Weird, mostly. Uh, like like an out-of-body experience, but not really. That doesn't tell me anything. What happened the last time you went under? Uh, at first it was kind of hectic. Lots of like, pushing and, and pulling. Something in Huxley's memories would trigger mine, and, and vice versa. And honestly, it gave me a little bit of motion sickness, but... Then Huxley and I, we, we ended up at this restaurant. A nice one. It was like cloth tables and music in the background. We had dinner uh, in his head. Hmm. Sounds like a date. What? No, no not really. Se seriously? Is it really? <laughs> I mean, out of context it does. Date. But it was just part of an experiment. And a memory, so you know he's been there before. On a date? The restaurant. God, you really have a one-track mind. Sorry. Enough with the apologies. I'm sick of it. Have uh, you ever been on a date before? How kind of question is that? I'm a 32-year-old man. Of course I have. Right, if yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. apologize even one more time. Never mind. Besides, you probably shouldn't get too close to Huxley. What do you mean? Nothing to worry about now, but... Not to say I'm probably a bit more familiar with the chain of events that brought him up here. The demeanor isn't the only reason everyone in the medical community's been avoiding him. Here, and, Earthside, the man isn't who you think he is. I would start to keep a distance if I were you. Oh. Uh, sure.
we trigger a cell block evacuation, we'd either have time so that we're gone by the time they start a headcount, or make the evacuation so chaotic that they can't do a headcount in the first place. Maybe an oxygen malfunction in the cells, but that runs the risk of hurting someone. I... Aster! I'm glad I found you. Dr. Calvin, it's a bit late, isn't it? And yet, here you are! Burning the midnight oil. I've always been impressed by your work ethic. Even before we properly met, I admired from afar. I suppose I'm meant to take that as a compliment. Take it as whatever you'd like. I just came to let you know that we should have the resources we need to start running trials again within the next few days. By resources, you mean people, correct? I do. Right. If everything went my way, we would have started ages ago with Miss Kroeber, but this kind of work requires compromise, I know that. So we are working towards a solution that doesn't include her. For you. Good. Compromise goes hand in hand with gratitude, you know. What do you want me to say, Dr. Calvin? Thank you for finding a person I don't know to play the human sacrifice for your project? Not how I would have phrased it, but yes, something along those lines. And it's our project, Aster. You've made it very clear that isn't the case. For your sake, I'm going to chalk this exchange up to the lateness of the hour and some lingering effects of your stint with the machine we've been testing. I didn't come up here to be disrespected. Why did you come here? The same reason you did. To make sure that when I return home, I have something to show for my time here. Good night, Dr. Huxley. Good night, Dr. Calvin. Maybe a power outage. And then there's the problem of all that surveillance. And I'm telling you that we should... Oh! Vic. Hey. Hey, Jules. Okay. What's wrong? Why do you assume something's wrong? The way you look, it's extra sad. What? This is how I always look. Less. You're just staring at the ceiling. Not commenting on the fact that Jules and I are hanging out. It's hardly a surprise. You two have gotten pretty close lately. Still not the words I'd use. What were you two arguing about before I got here? And now you're changing the subject. You're not gonna like it. What? Tell me, is it about Huxley? Jeez, chill out. Sorry, I, I, I was just with Roger, and he's got kind of gotten in my head about some stuff. Gotten into your head, like, literally? No, 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 we were just, like, talking about Huxley. Oh, okay. What about Huxley? Do you two think like, Huxley can be trusted? Uh, I don't really trust him as far as I can throw him. Hugo? Hmm? You two? Vic, you have to understand. It was only recently that Huxley uh, assembled us. Like his little ragtag team of softball players. You are really... Running out of analogies, huh? Hush. Huxley seems to be having a, a crisis of sorts. A crisis? I, I could be wrong. 
Heaven knows I've only had jewels as my company for the last couple of days. So maybe my socializing skills have grown a bit rusty. Oh, bite me. I don't think I'd like the taste. Regardless, you know him better, Vic. What say you about our dear, dependable Huxley? I... I don't know. Really? Really? You've been inside his head for fuck's sake. That doesn't mean I know everything about him. Just please. Why? I don't trust him, you don't trust him, and it looks like Vic is picking up on something weird about him that's making them question where Huxley's loyalties lie. Am I wrong, Vic? Okay, hold on. I I didn't say I was questioning his loyalty. Then what the hell is going on with you? Roger said I shouldn't trust him. That he's not the man I I think he is. Well, that's ominous. (sighs) Called it. No, you didn't. Okay, but I'm not surprised. Seriously, Jules? After everything we've been through. I'm saying it precisely because of everything we've been through. You've been too close to him, Vic, and you've known him for how long? Half a year? And in all that time, he's literally been experimenting on us. How the hell can you even think about trusting him? Jules, if I may, do you trust Vic? What what does that have to do with anything? Just answer the question. For what it's worth, I trust Vic. But do you trust Vic? Yes. Yeah, I trust Vic. Thanks. Then if Vic chose to trust Huxley, could you trust their judgment? You don't have to answer that, Jules. I... I I guess I would have to. I I wouldn't like it, and I'd complain about it the entire time, but... there you go, Vic. Given his sudden change of heart, none of us really trust Huxley. But if you do... Then, that's good enough for us. No pressure. Why don't you sleep on it? Maybe you'll come to a conclusion when you wake up with a refreshed mind. Yeah, sure. I'll try. Wait, what were you two arguing about before I got here? That's not important. Hugo thinks green ration bars are better than red. I told you that in confidence. You promised. Hey, no one told you to trust me. I cannot believe this. I knew Jules was capable of such betrayal. You know, maybe she shouldn't even join us on our trip. Hugo, that was hardly a secret. You keep leaving the wrappers lodged behind your desk. Still, I would appreciate discretion. (laughs) Uh, not Hugo. Good night, Victor. This is nice, you know? The three of us and... Sort of Huxley. I haven't had this since... Your high days. Well, yes. But even then, it was all money and strategy. Not like this. Not like... Friends? Really, Jules? Are you finally admitting it? Don't push your luck. I'm not saying I'd die for you or I want a double wedding or anything, but... It's been a while for me, too, I guess. If we actually do this, make it out, you know, um, are, we, are we gonna, I don't know, we're not gonna just scatter to the winds, are we? Depends on if we make it, and then it depends on how many pieces we're in, but, 
next time you get yourself into a coma, I would like to be there to save your ass again. Cool. Cool. Wonderful. One big happy family. I could, I could cry. Ugh, go to sleep. Today's episode was written by Reese Tirado. It featured Leland Heed as Victor Algernon, Varus Zima as Aster Huxley, Serena Johnston as Jules Krober, Finn Carter as Roger Morris, Noelle Salisbury as Lucy Calvin, E.G. Taraku as Hugo Highsmith, and Artemis Jack Gonstarov as Mildred Cavendish. Our editor is Stoker Leopold, and our music is by Sloan Van Dyke. If you like what we do here and want to follow us on social media or support us on Patreon, all of that information will be linked in the description below. Thank you for listening. Thank you.